0: Every Thursday or every second Thursday, we chat to Professor Dilip Menon, who's a professor of history and international relations at the at uh, Wits University. We talk about emerging economies with a focus on India. International relations professors. Mm, let me think. Um Beige trousers. Are you wearing a tweed jacket, and you you you, you smoke a pipe. It was your international relations, and you, have, and you have a little bit eccentric hair. That's what a professor dresses like, don't, don't they, Dilip?
1: Actually, I particularly like the remark about hair, since I don't have any. <laughs> uh, uh, but otherwise, I'm clad in olive green pants, a beige shirt, you got that right, and I smoke cigars, never a pipe. Lovely, a
0: man of my taste. But anyway, let's 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 focus on India. Um, quite interesting, digital payments is on the increase in India.
1: Yes, this has been uh, an ongoing issue, largely because in India, uh, less than ten percent of people were within the income tax bracket, and the government has been trying very hard to raise tax revenues. One move that it took was to introduce a general sales tax. Uh, So that, against which There was a lot of protest. But the idea was to get in uh, more of the economy into the tax regime. And demonetization, which happened in 2016, was another way of trying to tackle the large amounts of black money that was outside the tax uh, net, falling outside the tax net. At the same time, in 2016, they'd introduced, the government had introduced a digital payment, United Payment Interface, UPI, and increasingly from 2016 to 2023, we found India has now become among the world's leaders in digital payments as more and more small businesses, individuals, and medium-sized businesses are operating entirely on the digital platform. So it seems like it was less a reluctance to pay taxes and more the fact that the government did not have an effective uh, means of bringing people in, that was the problem. Yeah. So so that really is a remarkable development since 2016.
0: Uh, it's, it's a question that many developing and emerging economies have to to ask and, and to question and, and to interrogate. We've seen particularly in South Africa, Southern Africa yeah. and East Africa, MPEZA, uh, where uh, there's mobile money, Paying utilities, mm-hmm. you can be paid directly into essentially your 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 cell phone banking. Right. How do you right. match that with uh, legitimate issues around money laundering, organized crime, and also issues of you know how do you protect uh, the the revenue collectors? I think it's a it's a it's a conversation on digital payments that is happening. In many emerging economies, including India. But when it comes to the internet of things, um, a disappointing statistic for India in that they lead in internet shutdowns in a poll of internet shutdowns by, by states. And India leads in that regard. It brings into question issues around freedom of expression and of Absolutely. course, government censorship.
1: See, and this is, I mean, like I uh, try and balance good news with bad news. So we had the good news first and now the bad news that so India has now become the uh, uh, leading uh, government uh, uh, engaging in uh, Internet shutdowns in the world right now. We've seen this happen in one part of India for quite a long time now, particularly in Kashmir, where the government has been attempting to control dissent. Uh, where the army has been stationed for almost 60 years uh, and is the largest probably military presence uh, anywhere in the world in such a small area. But with the coming of the BJP government, uh, the Bharati Janata Party government in 2014, there's been an attempt to control dissent in all forms. So most recently, when the BBC released a documentary which implicated Prime Minister Modi in the 2002 riots, Uh, the government went to the extent of shutting down internet in uh, universities and spaces where people are planning to screen the uh, documentary. So what we have is a really alarming development in the sense that the the idea of what constitutes dissent against the government has become uh, so encyclopedic in its range that it ranges from individual events to uh, shutdowns in entire regions, and uh, this is, doesn't seem to be on the way. In fact, it's increasing.
0: And then finally, robot elephants for temples. Um, there's a robotic elephant that was donated to, uh, to a Sri Krishna temple in India, and this is because they want to protect the wild animals from captivity and unnecessary
1: cruelty. That's right. Actually, I come from the state of Kerala, where we uh, elephants are seen as elderly relatives. Where almost every temple has a a Hindu temple has a a elephant, and they are used in temple processions. They bless individual devotees who come and so on. But the conditions under which they are kept are sometimes quite horrific. So even if after they die, statues are erected in their honor, and then people worship the statues. Now, in collaboration with the uh, organization for equal treatment of animals, a robotic elephant has been donated to the Sri Krishna temple and it's functioning very well. And people have taken to it uh, almost as if it were a real live elephant. At the same time, the Madras High Court has decreed that individual ownership by or individual ownership of elephants, as well as temple ownership of elephants, shall be declared to be illegal in the state of Tamil Nadu, and this is going to set a precedent which will affect the neighbouring state of Kerala as well. But I think this is a very heartening development.
0: I've I've had I've been tempted. And I've been to I've I've been to Thailand where they also have these elephant, and I say this in air quote sanctuaries, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I I I have managed to not be tempted. To to visit any of these elephant sanct- sanctuaries, particularly when it comes to considerations—so-called elephant sanctuaries, I should say—when it comes to considerations of uh, of animal cruelty and abuse. So, uh, I guess it's also about the the ethical consumption. Right. I know that many temples in India and in in particularly Thailand are very much tourist attractions. So, I guess it's very much also right. how the tourist economy. Uh, but the other side of it,
1: there there's a lot of orphaned elephants, abandoned elephants and so on. So one of the films that's been nominated for the Oscar uh, for do- in the documentary section yeah. is a film called Elephant Whisperers, okay. which you can see on Netflix, which is about uh, Tamil Nadu, the neighboring state to Kerala, where mm. two. Uh, it's a story, a really heartwarming story of uh, a man and a woman who take care of baby elephants, which have been abandoned by their herd. So there's that as well. You know? I, well, I appreciate
0: that suggestion. Uh, and I'll definitely be checking out Elephant Whisper on Netflix. But Professor Dilip Menon, enjoy uh, your cigar. Now, I cannot be promoting that behavior. <laughs> but <cannot> be, no. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Professor Dilip Menon, professor of history in the Department of International Relations at Wits University.